From my one-bedroom lower flat that I rent in Detroit, this is Complete Me, a show where I check things off one radio story at a time. I am Laura Herberg. So my friends are spread out across the country. Yet in these past couple years, something has started happening nationwide. Some of my friends are making babies. So in this episode of Complete Me, you guessed it, I'm going to get pregnant. Just kidding, mom. Sorry to get you all excited. No, here in Detroit, at least in my peer group, sometimes I think we're kind of like the lost boys in Peter Pan. It seems like we're living in this city in part because we're not ready to grow up. We want to play and work on our projects rather than fit the mold of a traditional adult. But there is a major life step that is extremely popular here among my peers. Everybody seems to be buying houses. I can't speak for the others, but I personally want to buy so that I can start building my nest, indoors and outdoors. At 32 years old, I just feel ready to nurture something, to put energy into it and guide its growth. And a house feels more up my alley right now than a child. I've wanted to buy a house since I moved here back in 2010, but I don't know the first thing about the process, and I live in fear of things that I don't know how to do. So I've never even looked at a house. Well, in this episode of Complete Me, that's going to change. I am shopping for a house. First things first, I'm meeting with a real estate agent. And what uh, are some of the qualities or features in a house that you would find most attractive? I want it to be small, kind of like a cabin. Uh, it's a plus if there's a detached garage. Um, what else? The kitchen is really important to me. Finding a real estate agent was actually really easy. I'm Ben Ness. Uh, I'm a brand new realtor with Real Estate One. I'm Laura's friend, and I'm trying to help her find the home of her dreams. Okay, and I know we're friends now, but we do have to say for this story, we weren't always just friends. No, we weren't. <laughs> I was also your first love, and you were, you were a true love of mine. So yeah, my real estate agent is my ex-boyfriend. He and I are on our way to look at my first house a $38,000 two-bedroom in an area called Highland Park. Tell me about this house. Why did, you, why did you pick it for me to look at? I thought it had a lot of cool, interesting old features, and it seemed like the right size for you, and it didn't seem too far from Midtown. Midtown is where I work. Since I don't have a car, I'd like my commute to be under three miles. Even though now that we're driving there, it seems like, I guess, maybe a little farther than I thought. Parts of Highland Park are pretty nice, but like most of Detroit, this neighborhood has seen better days. As we near our destination, I take stock of the houses. Oh, this house is cute, but abandoned. Abandoned, uh, hard to say. Uh, abandoned. Finally, we spot the real estate in question. Aww. It's a charming-looking brown and yellow house with a big front porch. So the 
the houses next to it are not abandoned. And the three houses across the street are not abandoned. That's good. So, here goes nothing. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you Hi. doing? Hi. Good to see you. I'm Ben. Ben? Eric? Eric is the owner. This is Laura. Hi, Laura. Laura. I'm recording. Hi. I hope you don't Hello, mind. Hey, now, who's the agent and who's the client? That is Sarah Ann Benson, Eric's real estate agent. She's been selling houses for like 40 years. While she and Ben chat, I find out that Eric used to live in the neighborhood I live in. But after going through a divorce, he needed to move, and a friend recommended Highland Park. Now, at 65, Eric is ready to move into senior housing. But this block here is really good. Okay, great. Well, let's see this place. Okay, go ahead and help yourself. Oh, okay. This is my first time looking at a house, so I don't even know how it worked. <laughs> I'm so green, it's embarrassing. Eric starts showing me around the house. The living room and dining room have built-in cabinets and exposed darkwood beams, which I like. The kitchen has this funky exposed red brick that is not ideal, but not a deal breaker. I imagine decorating it like my favorite Italian restaurant when I was a kid, East Side Mario's. There's an unfinished basement and an attic for storage and a medium-sized backyard. In one of the bedrooms, Eric points out a window in a closet and asks me if I've ever seen that before. You know what? I, I, <laughs> don't judge. I kind of lived in a closet once that had a window. <laughs> so okay. I have seen well, that before. For the record, I didn't kind of live in a closet. I did live in a closet. Well, so where do, where do we go from here? This is my first house I've looked at. So what well, happens well, next? We'll decide. Yeah, okay. You, decide if you, you okay. talk offer, with him, then, decide uh, if you want to make an offer, send it to me. I'll present it to him and we'll go from there. Okay. But before we get out the door, I'm given some unsolicited advice. I'm not telling you this because I want to make money <laughs> and he wants to sell. Uh -huh. But when you find what you want, you got to jump on it. Yeah. Because they're going fast. I know. Back in the car, I check in with Ben. Yeah, what are your thoughts, real estate agent? Mm, I think that house is going to sell fast because it's moving ready. It's on a nice block. It's got beautiful high ceilings and wood floors, which are stuff that people like. Uh, the roof, he didn't seem like he was super excited about, but it didn't seem bad. Like a like a pressing issue. You Ooh. get you get an amazing refrigerator and a, a washer and dryer that come with the deal and a huge basement. Yeah, that's nice because that just saves a hassle. I like it. It has a lot of the things I want. I wasn't like blown away, but I wasn't grossed out, which is really important to me. The other houses that I've been going and showing or looking at with Alex or whatever always seem like they're, they have some area that's in need of like haggard disrepair and in need of renovation. And this one was just like a nice clean house, like on a clean block, kind of in a ravaged area. Yeah, it feels moving ready. My biggest concern really would be the commute. Um, how much of you wants me to buy it because it would be your first sale? Uh, like you can make money. I mean, I think you're probably going to buy a house anyway, and uh, we hang out anyway, so whether you buy this one or buy another one doesn't really matter to me. I think I would love it if you bought that one because then 
I mean, we'd I'd just come over there and hang out on that big porch with you all summer long. But uh, if it's not that, then we'll find you some other even better place. On an overcast, rainy day, Ben and I are headed to a part of town that has a lot of torn down homes. In areas like this, it looks more like the country than the city. Yet this place is just a few miles from the center of town where I work. I, l- I like this area. I mean, it'd be a little bit sketchy of a ride home, but I like all these open fields. Yeah. The house we're about to look at is priced at $11,000. And from the outside, it looks like it's in pretty good shape. Hello. Hello? The door is unlocked, so we let ourselves in. This house is not occupied. It's completely empty inside. It's really kind of not a good sign that the door's just open now. Well, this house is owned by a bank, so they just leave them. Like, usually there's a padlock or something uh-huh. to keep them out. They do just sort of leave them open. It is bad. I mean, it's probably safe to assume that anything of value in here... Yeah, like, don't you think that probably all the wiring is stripped or something? Yeah. I didn't realize we were going to be looking at a foreclosed house today. But as long as we are... I kind of like the lay... Isn't it cabin-esque, kind of? Yeah, I get a little... I'm getting a cabin-y feel. Walking further back, I notice something is up with the peeling vinyl floor. This doesn't feel very... There's like a definite slope here. Like, so, and then look how this is uneven. I guess it just depends on how much you value a level of floor. Ben says the slope could actually be an indication of a foundation problem. Back in the car, we discuss the property. What do you, what do you think of it? I honestly don't really know this area back here that well, but it's cool. $11,000 is a pretty nice deal, but then you have to think like a lot $20,000 probably. Minimum. Minimum. I'm not really interested in a fixer-upper. That would mean more things to take care of, and my inability to get stuff done is the whole reason I created this podcast. Plus, I'm not sure how I feel about buying a foreclosed house. But I really like the location of this place. Living somewhere rural-looking in the middle of a city is kind of my dream. I like the cabin feel, and it's affordable. Coming up, I find a house I really like. But first, a word from our sponsor. Complete Me is brought to you by Hostel Detroit, your welcome mat to the city. Visit Detroit and see for yourself what all the fuss is about. Book your stay now at hosteldetroit.com. It's the only hostel in town and it's a nonprofit. Okay, now back to Complete Me. Ben and I are on our way to look at a three-bedroom, two-story house priced at $10,000. I looked up this place on Google Maps. Oh, what did you think about the area? It's like, there's a nice-looking house, there's the house we're looking at, and then there's like eight abandoned houses in a row. The neighborhood we're headed to is not far from the historic University District I currently live in. 
But in the big city, a short distance can make a world of difference. I'm not seeing tons of abandonment here, though. Abandoned. That one could be occupied. Okay. These are all abandoned. This one is probably occupied, although it's probably condemned. Abandoned. Oh. Despite the state of the block, the house we've come to see looks really well taken care of. It looks like new, new windows, too. We knock a couple times, but no one comes to the door. But if you've heard the first episode of Complete Me, you know that an unanswered door does not deter me. After about 10 minutes of waiting and calling the owner's agent, the front door finally swings open. A middle-aged gentleman pokes his head out the door, smartphone in hand. Hey, we, we had an appointment to look at the place. He explains he's in the middle of posting a model car on eBay. Uh, I sell a lot of old books on eBay. I love eBay. The man presses a few more buttons, then he puts his phone down and looks up. My name is Anthony Cox. Anthony, I'm Laura. How do you do, Laura? Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you. This has been my real estate agent. How do you do, Ben? Doing well. Thanks for letting us slide through. Anthony explains that the house has been in his family for 65 years. It's the house that he grew up in. He inherited it from his mother when she passed away in 2009. Now he's looking to move to be closer to his job. And this basement was remodeled. That was uh, some 50 years ago. Oh, it's kind of cool down here. Yeah, yeah this is nice. I yeah, like the wood paneling. And again, excuse it because it's really like a storage. Sure. Just like storage. But we used to have parties and get-togethers down here many years ago. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah, back back when I looked like that. Oh, <laughs> look at this little guy. <laughs> in a photograph hanging on a wood-paneled wall, a prepubescent boy in a pink shirt with a pointy collar smiles back at us. Moving on, Anthony takes us further back into the basement. This was my painting room for my model cars. Oh, very yeah, I told cool. You I'm model cars. And you get this nice natural light down here. Right, so uh, you got a light here. <gasps> this you could gotta... be a sound booth. After the basement, we head upstairs. We poke into the three bedrooms, and then... Whoa, look at this giant bathroom. What is, is this color? It's like an awesome... P green. Do you know the color? What, what is it? Do you know it? the color, What's which it? was popular in the 60s? What's it called? Avocado. Avocado. <laughs> I probably don't need to tell you that I'm eating this house up like it's an avocado. It has everything I want. It's a bikeable commute. It's move-in ready. And did I mention it's $10,000? Um, anything I should know about the house? Um. Anthony pulls back the curtains in the living room to reveal a broken, boarded-up window with black metal bars. I had a recent break-in. I'm going to get this fixed. So you just got these bars on after the break-in? No. No? This was put on after the first break-in that was in 2008. Okay. Okay, they came in through the window. My mother was here. Oh, my God. And they came in through the window, but when they heard her upstairs, they flew on out of here. Oh, thank God. 
So uh, it was a frightening experience for her, but fortunately, you know, nobody was hurt. But after that, we had these bars put up. And But the last recent break-in that this happened uh, about a month ago, and they didn't let that stop them. When, were you home? Were you no, away? No, no, I was away. I was at work. Okay, and I then you work. came home, and what did you and find? I came home. I came home. I had a 40-inch. I had a 40-inch smart TV. Mm. And they came in. I got it on here because I had a little camera that took a little snapshot. They did discover oh, you, that. And you had a the, security camera, and they still yeah. broke in. Do oh, you the, Do you have an alarm system? I have an alarm system, but again, they know that. When the alarm goes off, they got a window of, what, five minutes? Okay. At least before, yeah. you know, anybody gets here or anybody responds. Yeah. So that was enough time for them to get the TV and head out of here. I'd like you to observe that I suddenly have a southern accent. Do you think if I moved in here by myself, I'd be all right? or? Well, because I don't know how long I'm going to be here before the house is sold anyway. Uh -huh. Uh, I'm going to see about getting better security for those windows. And I'm also looking into uh, having a camera for the back and a camera for the front. Here's Ben and I back in the car. I really liked it. I like it too. It's a good deal too it, for it, the brand new furnace and water heater. Plus, if you tore out those carpet, those are going to be flowing hardwood floors all throughout that house. That's what I'm thinking, and high ceilings, and it's a, like a bikeable location. The only thing to worry about is the security, and like Anthony's trying to get it on lockdown. He's getting it on lockdown, and if you built a fence, seriously, it would mitigate a lot of that security. I mean, it's still, it's not to say you wouldn't get broken into, but you know, I mean, people's houses get broken into all the time. For the record, in the six years that I've lived in the city, none of the places I've lived have ever been broken into. There are safe places in Detroit. I mean, I'm like, seriously, this is the first time we've pulled away where I've been like, whoa, maybe I should do this. What do you think of the house? I think it's a pretty good deal. How's the neighborhood? That's the thing. I've called up my dad in Seattle after emailing him the listing. Now that I have him on the phone, I tell him about the break-ins. So that's the one thing that's giving me pause is, like, I, my house will get broken into if I move in there. Yeah. My dad is an elevator mechanic, and I've caught him downtown on his way to fix one. So it's real noisy here, sorry. That's okay. Um, would you feel comfortable living there with roommates? See, that's, that's what I don't know. I mean, like, if they're home when I'm, like, coming home, like, yeah, but I've lived with roommates before, and I know they're not always there. So there would be, you know, times when I'd be coming and going, and I would be alone, and... I don't know, I can't tell if I'm doing the thing that I did when I first moved to Detroit where I was really afraid because it was really unknown and I didn't want to like stop on my bike and I just thought like, ah, who knows what can happen? You could just get attacked at a red light and like now I know that's not true. Or right. if I'm being realistic because when I lived in West Virginia, 
alone in my apartment. Like I did have an intruder in my house and that was really terrifying. Okay, I'm talking about the time a stranger who I later found out was a neighbor climbed up my balcony into my apartment and he tried to kiss me but was so drunk I was able to just kind of escort him out without anything really happening. Still, I was really freaked out by the incident and moved out within a couple weeks. Thinking back on that time, I tell my dad, Is it worth, like, buying a house that's a really great deal if I'm going to be living in this fear that I'm not living in right now as a renter in my nice neighborhood? Yeah. Well, uh, do you have any words of wisdom for me as I'm like, you know how awful I am at making decisions. Um, well, one, take your time, think about it, research the area a little more, you know, find out, I mean, you know, is, is it really that bad? I mean, to be honest with you, being broken into in Seattle three times in five years is nothing. Yeah, really? here all the time. Three times in five years? Are you serious? Oh, yeah, I'm serious. Where are you getting this info from, Dad? It's It happens. We have, we have a lot of homeless people here and drug addicts that break into houses. That's oddly comforting for me. <laughs> yeah. I take my dad's advice. I look up a crime heat map of the area. If it's red, it's the worst. And if it's green, it's virtually crime-free. The block Anthony's house is on is medium orange, a mixture of hot and cold. It's like a visual representation of how I feel about buying the house. The weekend comes and I go to bus tables at my restaurant job. I get off around 11, then climb onto my bicycle in the dark. I pedal by the midtown bars, past the university buildings, past my grocery store, and onto my block. In front of my house, I consider biking to the block in question. It's just a mile and a half away. Be nice to see what it's like on a Friday night, but I don't wanna go. And with that, I have my answer. Fear is a powerful thing. Fear of the house buying process kept me from looking at real estate for the first six years I lived here. And now a different fear is keeping me from buying a home. But I'm not worried because there are a lot of houses in this city. And it turns out, I really like house hunting. You've been listening to Complete Me. I'm Laura Herberg. These beats were produced by Eddie Logics and scored here by me. You can listen to the versions with lyrics by looking up Doc Waffles, which is Ben's rap name. Special thanks to Adam Presley and Hannah Lewis for letting me interview them about their personal house shopping experiences. Also, I'm still trying to decide what story to do for the next episode of Complete Me. I am choosing between asking for a raise from my $3.10 tip-out wage that I get at my restaurant job or trying out commuting by jogging with my computer in one of those fancy runner stroller things. I'm posting a Twitter poll on my account, Complete Me Pod. Find it and cast your vote. 
Before I let you go, I have an update on Anthony's house. After I told Ben that I wasn't going to buy it, he showed the place to another real estate client. While looking at the house, Anthony told them he was robbed yet again, actually on the very same day Ben and I had looked at the house. 